Good morning. Good morning. Everyone wants to be free. Free as the birds of the air, free from sickness, free from suffering, free from bondage, free from poverty. And they have a right to be. It is a God-given desire and a God-given right. And that's from Emily Cady, Lessons in Truth. Every 4th of July, we celebrate Independence Day. We celebrate our freedom. And growing up, I was taught, you know, we're, we live in the land of the free and the brave. Well, freedom runs deeper than our civil and political liberty. The very idea of freedom is one of our most basic instincts. Webster defines freedom as independence, exception from obligation, ease of movement. But I believe there are two kinds of freedom, the outward freedom and the inward freedom. <clears throat> Today we're going to talk really about spiritual freedom centered in God. I see civil or political freedom as the outward freedom. I want to talk about free to be myself, my spiritual self as an infinite being that came here to express God as each and every one of us are. Being free from seeking approval of others. I believe freedom is that divine urge within us to live fully, to express and experience fully without restriction. I think we achieve such liberty by understanding the various elements of our consciousness and attuning ourselves to the spiritual essence that we all are. That which has quickened our souls and given us the joyous sense of freedom will work in every cell of our bodies to give them the same wonderful sense of wholeness and freedom. That's Myrtle Fillmore and how to let God help you. And when I read that, I hear her bringing together the physical and the spiritual by looking at the cells of our body and how that, that we can experience that freedom in the cells of our body, but we have to first experience it in our consciousness. Each of us is centered in divine mind. There's only one life, one intelligence, one love, the sum of all that is in this universe. And this one life resides in each of us. You and I are spiritual venture, and we are each unfolding in a unique and whether we understand it or not, perfect way. In Acts 17, scripture says, in God I live and breathe. Freedom is knowing that. Freedom is knowing who we are. Everything we do comes from knowing in God, I live and breathe. Then you know that you are a divine child of God. I know that I'm a divine child of God, which makes our life have limitless possibilities. Who am I? Who are you really? And the answer is the same for all of us. A beloved child of God. I am that which is born of all that is, and so are you. I am, as Pierre de Chardin says, I am a spiritual being having a human experience, trailing the breath of ancestors 
and trailing the breath of the angels. Because I am connected to the source of all that is, all that is possible, is possible for me and you. That is who I am, and that is who you are. What do I want? I don't just want to be successful in the world. I don't just want to leave a legacy. I want to fulfill the highest, truest expression of myself as a human being. I want to fulfill the promise the Creator dreamed when I was dreamed. You must have a vision for your life. You have to have a direction. When I was a kid, my parents used to go for a ride, and I was like, what are we going for a ride for? We're, oh, we're just going to go for a ride. What's the point? Well, the other day, uh, I had plans to go to the cloisters with a friend of mine. And for me, that's kind of a big deal to take a weekday off from work and set it aside to just go do something. So we're on our way, and we're like three-quarters of the way there, and the GPS like dies, so we have to turn it back on again. And when we turned it back on again, it said it's closed. The cloisters are closed. And I'm like, what do you mean? We were both like shocked. Like, what do you mean it's closed? Well, we turned around and we went home. We spent the day together and we made plans to do another day. And my point in saying this is the freedom I got in saying, finally saying, you know what? Instead of one day, universe is giving you two days off to just spend it, to be in your imagination, to be in love, to be in the awareness and the acknowledgement of freedom, the freedom that I have in my life to have that kind of ability in the middle of my day, in the middle of the week, to go away with a friend of mine. So just going for a ride leaves space for imagination and allow the flow to come through you. That's what spirit wanted me to do. And I'm glad that I took that perspective of saying, okay, let's just take another day and do it. And it was wonderful when we finally got to the cloisters, when we finally picked a day and got there. It was absolutely wonderful. But so was the first day when we just spent the day hanging out together. So one of the things that helps us with our freedom is in service. Now, it's interesting that that's what Manya had brought up today. And I always love that when people talk about what I'm going to talk about before I talk about it. They don't know what I'm going to talk about. So in this finding out how to be best version of ourselves, what we were created to be and experience freedom in that, we must find service. In what way are we going to serve? And not only service, but the significance that we bring to our service equals fulfillment and freedom. Dr. Martin Luther King said, not everyone can be famous, but everyone can be great because greatness is determined by service. That means that there is not a job on this planet that when we switch our paradigm or our thought on how do I do service by doing this job, that same job can become more fulfilling. So ask yourself, how do I use this job to be in service to something bigger than myself? And all of a sudden that job is no longer a job. It becomes an offering to the world. So what it is that you have to offer? What is it that you have to give? Pay attention to when you feel lit up from inside. That is spirit speaking to you. I felt that light up when I came up with Thankful Thursdays 
and Wednesday's Wisdom and Mindful Mondays. And then they would fizzle out. And it was like, so another idea came and another idea came. And it was just like, okay, what am I to do next? And to just keep following those little lights that come. Be the being God had intended me to be and for you to be, to shine your light. You're my number one job on this planet is to be the best version of yourself and grow more and more to be more of that person, to be more of that light. Ernest Holmes says, we are spirit in action. There is an infinite sea of invisible, intelligent mind stuff that has taken in various forms. And one of those forms is you and me. It's the message from quantum physics. The central idea is that the universe is consciousness. Beyond the material reality, there is a real actuality, the intelligent system out of which all expresses. And that system, that life, is consciousness. So we've got service. The next thing is creativity. What we think about, we create. Now, we've all heard this here many, many times, right? Newton's law is the third law of physics. It says, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It's also the law of cause and effect, or mind action. We hear it all the time, but I don't know. When I did this talk, all of a sudden, it, it deepened my understanding of what I think about, I create. Sean talked about it in per Correct Perception. How are we going to change our thinking of a situation the way I change my thinking about going for a ride? Every moment of every day, we have choice in how we see things. That's powerful. That's empowering. That's why I changed the name of my company, Total Balance Life Choice, because it's always a choice. Our minds are creative activities within a whole life. That wholeness, that divine something is a limitless potential out of which we may express. Human creativity is an expression of divine imagination. It's useful to remember that because often we think we have to make things happen. How many people have heard yourself saying, I got to figure it out? I got to figure it out. Well, guess what? That's you getting in the way of spirit speaking through you. We think we have to get ahead. We have to toil and sweat and hope a creative idea somehow slips through and gives us a boost. But we also, I think more importantly, have to allow the flow of things to come through us. In reality, our biggest job is to get our smallness, the limited idea of who we think we are, our bloated nothingness that Sean talked about earlier, as Emerson called it, get it out of the way to let go, to relax and allow pure spirit to do its work through us. That's freedom. The name of the talk is freedom, a blessing or fill in the blank. The fill in the blank part is when we resist what it is to be free, when we resist the things that we could do to experience that freedom. This was a difficult lesson, much harder than trying to make things happen for me. I was definitely one of those people and still sometimes can be. I got to make this happen. I got to figure it out. But learning this is a major victory in moving us into freedom. Our challenge individually and collectively is to allow more of the divine light and infinite intelligence to use us, to be open vessels so that the presence and power of God may flow through us. 
blessing our own experience and then out into the wider circle of our experience, blessing our families, our friends, and our community. Get the larger picture of freedom. The freedom that liberates us from any sense of discord. Our freedom cry is a dedication to the truth that sets us free, the truth of who we are. And this happens in our consciousness. It happens in what we think about. So let's acknowledge the amazing, wonderful, creative, creative beings that we all are. And know that we have the potential to invent, to innovate, to change, to grow, to heal. With this creativity, we can fashion greater dimensions of aliveness for ourselves. This life, if we let it, is an adventure. And our own creativity is that allows us to be masters of this adventure and to enjoy the freedom that is ours. Edwin Gaines says this planet is the planet of fun. Be sure you're having fun in what it is that you're creating. So we've got service, creativity, and another key to freedom is holding ourselves in high regard, to see ourselves as God sees us. As I said earlier, our biggest job is to get out of our smallness. We no longer need to be afraid, afraid of harm or failure or being alone. Taking that fear and saying, okay, how can I, what's, what's really going on here? Like Doug said, step aside, let somebody else take the driver's seat so you could sit back and really enjoy being on the edge <laughs> as much as you can being on the edge, right? It's so liberating. As we steep ourselves in spiritual reality, knowing that the presence and power of God is who we are, we understand that we are never alone, that we live the very life of spirit which can never be endangered or harmed. So another thing that we can do is take risks. There's a collective consciousness that encourages compliance and conformity. We've been programmed to some degree to be cautious, to fit in. Don't take too many chances. When you were told, when were you told to take risks and it's okay that things don't work out? I don't know about you, but no one ever said that to me. As a matter of fact, when I left corporate America to start my own massage therapy business, my parents were angry at me. Like, are you crazy? You've got this great corporate job and you're going to leave to start your own as a massage therapist? Like, that was insane. But I had to do it. I couldn't stay in that world anymore. Most of the world greets new ideas and change with a lot of resistance. So they would rather stay in status quo. It's easy to stay in status quo for some people, right? They just, it's easy. I don't want to... I don't want to make any waves. So we learn to play it safe. Rather than create, we comply. But a straight path to freedom is our ability to create a new experience from spiritual substance. Think of the divine ideas that seemed ridiculous, that made a ton of money. Pet rock, silly putty, the easy button. <laughs> I don't know about if you ever saw the book titled Everything Men Know About Women and Every Page is Blank. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't know that I believe that, but what a great idea, you know? A friend of mine, this just yesterday, we went to 
my friend became a woman Roman Catholic priest, and she was ordained yesterday. There was a woman bishop there. There were all these women priests, and it was so powerful. And all she did, she, she created the whole service herself, because that's what you have to do when you're becoming a priest. And they did this thing called prostration, which I did not know existed, but she had to lay on the ground face down with her feet up, and there was a blessing, and there was hand. It was so powerful, and her whole service was about all the women of the Bible. I was just, and so I said to her mother afterwards, at what point did you know that this was going to happen? She says, well, I just knew from a very little girl she always wanted to be a priest. And then when she figured out that she couldn't be a priest, she just did her own spiritual thing, and then she went to One Spirit, thinking that that was going to be it for her. And in One Spirit, we met. So, of course, I think that's the reason why she had to go to One Spirit. But anyway, um, she also found, that's where she found these other women Catholic orders that she was able to join. And it was just so powerful for me. So she just took the risk, and she keeps taking the risk. And, you know, it's funny because I thought for a moment, not very long, did I, did I bail on becoming a Catholic, you know, priest and... It was only a second. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want to fight. Because she's, she's got a lot of energy, and she's really willing to fight the fight of what women can do for the Catholic Church. But my point in this is the risk that she was taking all of those years, and every time she steps up. As a matter of fact, she went to her church, her Catholic church, to do this ordination, and they said no. She had to find an Episcopal church that would allow her to do it. So it's just, it just is astounding to me when we say yes to spirit and then just keep following it and the freedom. She was ecstatic yesterday. It was awesome to be a part of. So taking risks, being in service, following your creativity, and seeing yourself and keeping yourself in high regard. This next one might not be as popular, but we also need forgiveness. We need to find forgiveness rather than condemnation. Nothing keeps us in bondage more than condemnation. I know sometimes we like to get even. This is a great story that I read during my research of this talk, but uh, a truck stop in Broken Bow, Nebraska. Three tough motorcycle gang types come into a diner and they pick on one of the customer's food and they start eating his food. So he just sat there quietly for a moment. He dabbed his mouth with his napkin. He paid his check and he left. And the ruffians howled and laughter and one of them declared, that guy wasn't much of a man, was he? And the waitress said, no, he wasn't much of a truck driver either. He just ran over three motorcycles in the parking lot. <laughs> So I know getting even sometimes feels really good, but we have to remember that we are all one. And regardless of another one's actions, we're still sharing this one life. And that this other person, no matter what they've done, is simply acting out of their own level of awareness, trying hard, given their level of awareness, to feel good about their own life. That doesn't mean I have to passively accept the abuse, that doesn't serve anybody. But I know that I'm responsible for my own experience and I'm not accountable for anyone else's actions. 
And that's their stuff. And as I remain anchored in the truth of who I am and who they are, I remember that condemnation is an artificial response. If I'm holding something against another person, I've created a boundary, which really is an illusion because there is no boundary that we live in. So forgiveness isn't about acceptance of actions. It's about acceptance of what happened. It's recognition that all of life is sacred and that we're each a part of it. It's giving up the hope that the past could be anything different. That past made us who we are. Forgiveness is the gift that you need to give yourself to truly be free. On the other side of forgiveness is that freedom. Freedom to live the life in which you were intended and the one you deserve. Until you heal the wounds from your past, you will continue to bleed. So we must open the wound, stick our hand in there, and pull out the core of the pain that's holding us in our past and memories and make peace with them. So the formula of forgiveness is accept what happened, forgive others and forgive yourself, accept the new, give up the hope that the past can be anything different other than what it was, and remember it helped make you who you are. Another tool, I have seven tools, so maybe you'll get one of them, even if you get one of them and try to work with it. A line from the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. This is a declaration of independence. Thy will be done. That means I don't have to will anything into happening because it's a futile endeavor. There's no limit to our life, to our freedom. But in order for our world to remain free and open, we must keep a high watch. We have to stay in the bigness of life. And that happens by knowing, just as Jesus did, that it is not my will, but thine if we are in a consciousness that truly proclaims infinite presence, thy will be done in my life, then we live as free individual points of spirit because there is no limit to God. To say thy will be done is not a weak or restrictive. It is empowering because it allows infinite resources to come alive uniquely as us. Divine will is never repressive or limiting. It is always the unfoldment of something more, something greater in our lives. Spirit wants to know itself as you, to express itself through you. Life yearns to celebrate its allness through your love, through your accomplishment, your fun, your givingness. That's the will of God. That's freedom. And for number seven, the year of 2023, I proclaimed as the year of Psalm 23. And the first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, screams freedom to me. To not want is very freedom, freeing, to let go of wanting. Stepping into desire, or I would prefer, is a much different energy. But also, in the end, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, the Father, is always with and in me. That's freedom. So to summarize, who are you? A child of God living without limitation is our true nature, is true freedom. It's our God-given endowment but we must consciously participate in this quest.
by being in service, no matter what we're doing, see it as an act of service and something bigger than ourselves, greater than ourselves. We do this by choosing to create rather than condemn, rather than conform. See ourselves as God sees us in high regard. Take risks by choosing to forgive rather than condemn, by proclaiming to the universe, thy will be done, and then walk through your day in confidence and trust. And know that if the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. I want to say thank you. I'm your sister companion in prayer, possibility, and power. I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. Until we meet again, remember that you are blessed and a blessing.